Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of That's So Neat. I'm your host, Neetu, and today our neat topic of choice is boundary setting. We're going to take a quick look at what boundaries are, how you set them, how you may not be setting them, and maybe a quicker look into if our parents ever actually let us set boundaries and how that might be translating in our relationships today. So without further ado, let's roll the intro music. So before getting started, I do want to give a quick trigger warning that this episode may include readings, media, and discussion around topics such as sexual assault, domestic violence, stalking, physical violence, and harassment. I acknowledge that this contact may be extremely difficult for some of us, so I also encourage you to care for yourself and your well-being. I will be linking um, websites and contact information for people who can actually help you with some of these things if it is something that you're experiencing. This is a discussion-based podcast, so none of this information is to help you or guide you. It is just me kind of giving this information to everyone, so um, please look at those links if it is something that you're dealing with. So before I get started, I just want to clearly define what a boundary is or what I mean about what a boundary is when I'm speaking in this podcast. Boundaries refer to the limits that you put in place to protect your own well-being. When boundaries are clearly communicated, along with the consequences for breaking those boundaries, you'll see that you have more healthy relationships and that others understand what you expect. Growing up in a Punjabi household, The one thing that I always heard from my parents, from my family, from my relatives, from extended people of log ki kanke, or in English, what will people say about that? It's like we're almost always taught that we need to do things for other people. Boundaries never existed, or they still don't exist. The biggest thing that we all talk about when we are setting boundaries is the right to say no to others when we want to. How many of us can say no to our parents? How many of us can say no to the people in our families? Not very many, right? And now take that away and look at your friendships. How many times do you feel guilty for saying no to something that you don't want to do? Probably quite frequently, right? Because we've never been taught how to say no. We have to say yes to everything. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's unsafe for us, if it's hurting our mental health, if it's kind of going to make us feel bad. We always say yes, because that's what we were taught from such a young age. Always say yes, never say no. It's so difficult now to say no to things. And I never really knew how harmful that was until I started getting older, until I started forming my own relationships. And a lot of times being used because I was always kind. I was always there to overextend myself. I was always there to put others' needs before mine. I thought I was being helpful. I thought I was being a good friend. I look back and you're... I mean, I don't regret any of it, but sometimes I look back and I'm like, nah, you were being stupid. (laughs) Like you could have said no in that situation and saved yourself so much heartache or saved yourself so much disappointment. But it's again, until, until I started learning a little bit more about this, I didn't even know what boundary setting was. So that's why I want to share this information with everybody because it's so important. Even when we have like a lot of my cousins have younger kids now and you know, they're navigating their world. And what one thing I notice quite often is if a child 
like says no or becomes shy and walks away from an adult or an elder, it's like they are on that kid and they want they force him to talk to them or they'll tell the parents of like oh your kid's not talking to me make them talk to me no 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 that child is setting a boundary it's okay you can say you know what we're gonna greet them you can wave you can offer other choices so it's not like the child has to go hug that person as a parent you can say okay we're either gonna wave or smile there's two choices there that child doesn't necessarily have to go there But he's making a boundary of like, I don't want to enter your space, so please don't enter mine. But how many times do we overstep that child's boundary? 99.9% of the time. And then on the other hand, you might have a child who's very outgoing, loves being with people, is more extroverted, is okay with people coming close to them and hugging them and giving that love and affection. So that child's boundary is obviously different than another's. That's the thing about boundaries. We all have our own personal lines that we draw. And then the scary part is you don't know what that other person's line truly is. This is where communication is so important your needs for a healthy interaction to someone else you need to have a positive communication it's not always easy and not everyone may like or understand what your boundaries are or what your reason is for setting them but you don't need to tell anybody anything if you want to set a boundary that is okay and I encourage anybody who's listening to this with children if you notice your child is setting a boundary Instead of forcing them to do something they're not comfortable doing, let them own that and maybe communicate that for them because they probably don't have the words to communicate it, right? So maybe just say, hey, you know what? He's a little shy. He'll do better with a high five or a smile rather than you coming try to hug him. He just needs a little bit time to warm up. Right now might not be the time to hug him. You can do that as a parent. You can advocate for your child. But again, our culture, right? If you say that to an auntie, she's going to be like, oh why did you say that to me (laughs) or oh it's because of you that he's so shy no this is your child your child just is like this and it's a boundary that they're setting we need to honor that the scary thing about and why I keep going to children is because when children don't set boundaries that's when a lot of scary things can happen um when they're often they're so vulnerable right they they are open books they trust people and they're so caring but if they aren't setting boundaries or if you're not noticing that they're able to set boundaries that's when there's a slippery slope of like greater likelihood of sexual assault greater likelihood of sexual abuse um and greater likelihood of them being people pleasers and falling into like bullying or doing something that may be harmful to them. So that's why it's so important that we foster some of this positivity around boundary setting for our child and really look at their nonverbal communication um, when they are trying to interact with others and help them communicate that so that they understand what healthy boundaries are. So looking at personal boundaries, there are six main kind of categories you can put these in. The first is physical boundaries. So this includes your need for personal space, your comfort with touch, 
your physical needs, needing to like rest, eat, drink, all that kind of stuff. Um, it is okay to tell people that you don't want to be touched or that you need more space, right? So like I was talking about if a child is kind of walking away from you, please do not like run after them, kind of give them that space because that's them communicating they need a bit more physical space. Um, you can set these actually verbally and they might sound like, you know what, I'm really tired, I need to sit down. Or hey, I'm not a big hugger, I'm a handshake person or a wave person. Um, I need to eat, so I'm going to go grab something to eat. These are actually physical boundaries that we're setting and we don't even know that we are, but they are very important. I think the trickier ones come when like someone's trying to hug us. We almost feel like we need to hug them. So like the way we, we greet in the South Asian community is through hugging. So whether that's auntie, uncle, whoever it is, you go hug them, right? So I think that's where it becomes tricky because you don't want to offend anybody, but who you're offending yourself if you're not setting that boundary. So it is so important to make sure you are honoring that. Another type of boundary is an emotional boundary. So basically, these are about respecting and honoring feelings and energy. Setting emotional boundaries means recognizing how much emotional energy you're able to take in in that moment, knowing when you should share information and when you shouldn't share information, and limiting emotional sharing with people who respond poorly to that. Respecting emotional boundaries means validating the feelings of others and making sure you respect their ability to take in that information. So things that you might say to set these boundaries is when I share my feelings with you and I get criticized it makes me totally shut down I can only share with you or if you are able to take this information in um, another thing you could say is I'm sorry you're having such a tough time right now I am also not in the place to take all this information in do you think we can come back to this conversation later um, or you could say something like I can't really talk about that right now this isn't the right time to do it setting those boundaries of like when you're not able to have a conversation or you're not in the right mind frame to have a tricky conversation I think this is really hard when it comes in relationships because now we're looking at the phenomenon of ghosting People just shut down or like ignore you or do not talk about you. And that can be really harmful for someone who's trying to communicate. So if you set that emotional boundary, I mean, ghosting could be a form of setting an emotional boundary, but that can also leave the other person feeling emotionally upset, right? So being very clear and transparent of like, hey, I don't want to talk about this. So leave me alone. The third type of boundary actually surprised me because I didn't even know it was a thing. Um, But your time is valuable. So the third one is time boundaries. Um, Again, time is valuable. It is important that you use it and protect it to what you want to do, right? So setting time boundaries is incredibly important at work, at home, and socially. Basically means that you're understanding what your priorities are and setting aside enough time for things that you may need to do or areas that you need to kind of do without over committing yourself. So when you understand your priorities, it means it's easier to limit the amount of time you're giving to people um, that may not be needing it. This is one thing I freaking struggled with. First of all, I hate when people are late, but that's like a side note. But setting time for yourself is so important. And this is what I feel like in our South Asian community, we don't prioritize self care. Like everybody just running around with their head cut off and like trying to help other people and, you know, whatever. I may have so many things going on in my life, but if someone asks me that they need me to come, I'm going to drop everything and be there. No, this is actually very harmful because you're overextending yourself and not prioritizing things that you want to do, right? So even for me, like this is very therapeutic for me. I love doing this podcast because it gives me a 
that space and time to reflect on my own thoughts and feelings. And so even throughout the day, when I'm running around, someone saying, do this, do this, do this. And I don't have time to do this podcast. And I've overextended myself. It pisses me off. But now I've learned. I can say, no, thank you. That's not going to work for me on that day because I'm doing my podcast. But again, setting boundaries with your time so you're not doing other people's stuff, right? We go to work. My biggest thing is I cut off my work at four o'clock. After four, I'm not looking at my emails. I'm not doing anything like that because I know after 4 p.m., if I'm just going to work and working on someone else's goals and not setting enough time to achieve my goals, how am I ever going to grow as a human being? So again, setting that firm line of like after 4 p.m., I am not checking my email until the next day until I get into the office because that's my time and I need to set that priority. The fourth type of boundary is sexual boundaries. So healthy sexual boundaries include consent, agreement, respect, understanding of preferences and desires, and privacy. So these are things like asking for consent, discussing and asking for what pleases you, requesting a condom if that's what you want to be using, um, discussing what types of contraceptions should be used, saying no to things that you do not want to do or things that hurt you, and protecting the privacy of the other person. This might sound like obviously asking the person, tell me what you like, tell me what you don't like, and having a communication there. This is one of the trickiest ones, right? Because I feel like especially as South Asians, we don't even talk about this topic. So how are we going to have a healthy boundary if we don't even know what to discuss. So this is one that's very important. And I do want to do a separate podcast about different issues that come through like this suppression of sexual intimacy or suppression of talking about this stuff because it's a bigger, broader problem within our community. But that's definitely a boundary that we need to be setting. Um, There's also intellectual boundaries. So refer to your thoughts, ideas, curiosity. Healthy intellectual boundaries include respect for others' ideas and of yours, and they can be violated when your thoughts and curiosities are shut down, dismissed, or belittled. Respectfulness and willingness to dialogue and understand are so important here. Um, So healthy intellectual boundaries mean considering whether or not it is a good time to talk talk about something. So um, things like, you know what, I know we disagree on this, but I won't let you belittle me like that. This is very important when we're talking about politics. This is one thing that always comes up is just like, you don't know what you're talking about or whatever. But like, you can just say, you know what? Me and you are not going to see eye to eye, but I'm not going to let you belittle me. Um, you could also say something like, you know, I would love to talk about this more, but I don't think talking about it during this time, whether you're at an event or say you're just hanging out, is a good time. Um, or you can just, if you don't want to have that conversation, you'll be like, you know what, I respect that we have different opinions on this and move on. And the last one that we have is material boundaries. So material boundaries refer to items and possessions like your home, car, clothing, jewelry, furniture, money, etc. It is healthy to understand what you can and cannot share and how much you are expected to share your items with others. So having limits on how your material items are treated is a healthy way to do things. And it could sound something like, you know what? I can't lend my car out. I'm the only person on the insurance. Um, this is a big one, I think, with South Asians, because especially when people come from India, you just give them their car and they may not even have the proper insurance and then bad things can happen, right? Um, so you can, if you don't want to share your clothes with someone, you can say, you know what, I don't want to share this. But if you do, be like, you know what, I'm happy to share my dress with you. Just a heads up, I do need it back at this time. So again, having that healthy communication. Now with uh, all that information, how many of you guys were ever taught any of this? (laughs) 
<laughs> I sure as hell wasn't. It was the first time. I think like, again, I'm so thankful that I went into this field. Um, and I think one of the biggest reasons was because I realized that there were so many things that were happening that didn't seem right. And I wanted to make a change. So this is one of them of like, we're always told to bend backwards for everybody. No, does it should does not exist or should not exist according to our parents. We just do whatever we're told. Healthy communication doesn't exist. We don't we're not taught about our emotions, our feelings, things that feel right or wrong, and being able to say no to somebody. Freaking I'd still get a shit throw on the head if I said no to somebody or an adult and like if someone told me, hey, do this, and I said no, I'd get slapped across the face. But this is all stuff that we can change for our future generations for the best, right? So it's something that I really wanted to inform and educate and talk about. I opened my anonymous submissions forms and asked you guys to participate. And thank you so much for everybody that was so vulnerable, open and honest and actually sent me some stuff back. So I'm going to share some of your guys' stories about boundary setting and things that you struggled with within a South Asian family growing up. And if it was actually ever honored, if you set a boundary how many times your parents told you to overstep it. So the first submission says, I always had to hug this family friend growing up. I was told we respect adults and he always asked me for a hug. Eventually, one of our nights over to their house, I told my parents I didn't want to hug him because it made me nervous. They were so good about it when I finally said something, but up until I did, it was expected that I didn't say no and I was respectful and hugged him because he asked for it. To this day, I'm always told I set aggressive boundaries because I don't ever want and I don't ever want to worry about how I make others feel when I only need to be worried about how it makes me feel a hundred percent. And I think physical touch is one of those really big ones within the South Asian community because again, like I said earlier, we greet people through hugs. So it's almost like expected, whether that's a side hug, full-on front hug, whatever it is. As even like a girl, especially, you have to hug the other person or give a side hug or that's the friendly way of greeting. But not everybody likes that physical touch, right? Especially when it comes to kids. I think it's tricky because if someone doesn't want to hug you, one thing I always do when I'm interacting with kids in like public or um, my nephews come because my nephews live far away from me, which sucks. Um, But when they come, I'm always kind of watching what they're doing. So if there's someone that like, wants to come run up to me and give me a hug, I'll hug them because they're coming up to me, right? But if they don't want to, I just kind of watch them from distance and like get them to warm up and smile and wave and be silly. And then when they're comfortable, they just come up to me, right? So it's one of those things of like, if we're forcing that on someone and making someone feel uncomfortable, that's the worst, right? We're not respecting that personal boundary. And I think physical touch is one of those things within our South Asian community that we often make our children do even though they're communicating to us that's not something that they want to do so again that's a big one and it can lead to greater problems right like sexual assault or sexual abuse and then again I'll have a different totally different podcast about this because it's so prevalent in our South Asian community I hate saying it but it is something that's very common um but yeah it's one of those things where it's good for you for standing up to your family and being like, you know what, mom, dad, I don't feel comfortable doing this. And good for your parents for honoring that. Um, I think that's big because not many families would. A lot of people would just be like, no, that's okay. Why are you Why are you making a big deal of it? It's not a big deal. You have to hug your elders, right? So that's awesome that your family was on like honoring that and honored your request because that's what I encourage everybody to do. Um, this person says, oh, I have a good one for this. Growing up, I was always 
taught that others come first. My family called it having servant hearts. I only learned to start putting myself first after a lot of counseling. Anyways, a great example of this. My cousin and I are both around the same age, and we were both sexually abused by the same offender over a long period of time. We dealt with it in very different ways. I seemed, I see, seeked help and went through counseling and reporting, reported it to the police. She turned to drugs, alcohol, and refuses to testify when, we, when push came to shove. So inwardly, we both, we both were hurting and at an absolute disaster, but she demonstrated it outwardly, whereas I coped with it as best as I could. To this day, 10 or 15 years later, my family still tells me that I need to check in on her, take care of her, and support her because she is struggling. When I say that it is not my, in my capacity and that I am struggling myself, my grandma especially will say that I look fine and I have a job, a stable relationship, and other things. So, for, so therefore, I must not be hurting and need to stop being selfish for taking care of her. How? I have so many thoughts. My heart, first of all, I am sorry that you went through that. And I am sorry that you endured that. No child should go through anything like that. And I'm so happy that you did get counseling and got some support and help and are working through that because that is such a traumatic event that no one should be going through. And like you said, right, like you're now your cousin has turned to a different way and like is abusing drugs, alcohol, whatever, which is another illness to kind of suppress that emotion. So again, not honoring what our children are saying to us is so detrimental because it could go one of two ways. It could go the way that you or this reader or this listener um, has reported of that she went to counseling and she did the work that she needed to do. But unfortunately, I hate saying it, not many people have the courage to do that because when you're a victim to something like that, it's so much easier to suppress because as a child, who's going to believe you? That's the first thing that comes to your head, especially when it's someone within your own family, right? Who's going to believe that this actually happened to me? And I think within South Asians, um, a lot of it comes to of like, don't say anything, don't say anything because that's our family. And um, there's actually a documentary on Amazon and I've actually been in connection with this um, wonderful woman. Um, but she is from BC. Her and her sisters also experienced something similar and um, they actually took their offender to court. You can find one of the sisters. Her name is Jiti Puni, and she's actually on Instagram as Jiti Puni. Um, but they have a documentary, and I think it's called uh, Because We Are Girls. And it is actually a really good documentary of like navigating that and how their process was and kind of what um, they went through with their family when they had told them that we are going to come forward with this and get justice that we need to. It's a brave story and um, I highly recommend watching it. Um, and even like her story has been amazing. So uh, it is hard, right? Because the blame game comes in of like even this grandma is saying, oh, because you look like you're coping with it so great that nothing's wrong with you. But that's trauma that's going to stay with you forever. Like not even for a very long time. That's going to stay with you till the day, your last day on this earth, right? So it's something that's always going to be with you. But um, I'm so happy that you are getting that support and the help that you need. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things of like, we really need to start listening to what our kids are saying. And we need to make them feel brave and safe 
so that they can come to us when things like this happen. But thank you so much, everybody, for sharing those stories. Again, like boundary setting is so tricky within just normal relationships and friendships and like even me like growing up there's so many times that I feel like I just did things so that people would like me (laughs) and now I look back at that I'm like nah that's not who I am I think one of the biggest things of turning 30 this year and one thing I'm so comfortable with now is I'm not scared of saying no if it's something that I don't want to do or if it's something that doesn't sit right in my heart or if it's like canceling plans because I can be very introverted sometimes I'm not scared of saying no because I know that that's something that I need. But again, thank you everybody so much for submitting. Um, That's all for today's episode. Um, Again, there's so many different types of therapies out there. that I'm going to keep preaching therapy till all of you guys end up going because there's nothing better than talking to someone who you feel safe with, who you know will kind of be there for you and help you work through some of this stuff. But boundary setting is so important for yourself, for others, and just for your own mindset and like even having healthy relationships if you guys want to share any more stories with me about boundary setting please hit up my instagram handle that's so neat and if you guys enjoyed this podcast or if you feel that this information may be useful or beneficial beneficial for someone else to listen to please please share 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 like comment subscribe And then also tag me if you guys are sharing on your stories and then I can kind of interact with you guys and see what you guys want to hear from this podcast. My next episode, I know I'm supposed to do it this week, but my next episode is going to be with Randeep. Um, I had some audio difficulties, but next week it's going to be up and it is our dating episode. So uh, without further ado, that is all for today. We'll see you next time. Thank you.